gospel today is in three sections. And the second and third ones have a number of things in them. There are cultural references that really aren't that familiar to us. Twice Jesus uses the phrase, to gird one's loins. And probably the best modern translation or concept would be, put on your work clothes. Get ready to do some, you know, where you might get a little dirty and be able to move around freely because there's work to be done. The other thing is there's a number of references to masters and slaves. And I think we have a tendency in this passage to get caught up in the analogy in ways that aren't that helpful. We get caught up with the idea of the subservience of the servant to the master and the master's authority to beat the slaves if he so chooses to do. But the main point of that second and third section is about being prepared that we're called to live every day as Christian disciples. We're not supposed to wait for some flash-in-the-sky event and then be disciples. We need to do it every day. And our first reading and our second reading really picks up that theme. But the main theme of the Gospel is actually in the first three verses, which is, Do not be afraid, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. The graduate students and young professionals group at Blessed John 23rd Parish tried to talk me into running the Fireball Moonlight Classic 5-kilometer race this year. I had never run a 5K before, but not for lack of preparing. I don't know, I told the grad students. Last year I got up to running 5K on the treadmill at the gym, but then my ankles started to hurt. Several of them responded, well, maybe you're wearing the wrong shoes. It turns out that they were right. I went to Runner's Market last month, and I discovered that over the course of the last 20 years, my feet have gradually grown from a size 8 narrow to a size 9.5 medium. I hadn't realized that I had been cramming my feet into shoes that were too small. The great thing about changing shoe sizes as an adult unlike changing waist sizes or neck sizes, is that I have no delusions that someday I'll go back to wearing the smaller size. So in the last month, I've been discarding all my shoes and replacing them. I really hate to shop. So this has also turned into an opportunity to assess my entire wardrobe as a priest. Do I need as many casual clothes as I used to? Why not donate some of them to the Ladies of Charity? Now, as someone who worked for seven years before joining religious life, I used to be an engineer, and as someone who has lived in six different states and the District of Columbia since then, I've had the <clears throat> opportunity, we'll say, to downsize my possessions several times. I've gotten rid of all my furniture, my appliances, my dishes and silverware, a lot of books, music and clothes, and other assorted junk. And you know what? As painful as it can be to part with things, I've discovered that the less stuff I have, the less time it takes me to care for my possessions, freeing up time for more important things. That's been part of what Luke has been emphasizing to us over the past three weeks. Take it one day at a time. Ask, and you shall receive. Ask for your bread every day. Don't ask God for a month's supply all at once. Don't make yourself rich in possessions. Devote your time and money to the kingdom of God. It sounds great on paper, but it goes against every fiber of our being. 
The goal of the American dream is to be in control, to be self-reliant, to be prepared for every contingency. And God has entrusted many of us with caring for one another, to have sufficient means to provide for our children as they grow up, to care for our parents in their old age. So it's not really practical to live a life of absolute poverty. Life is complicated, but sometimes we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Some of us overfill our homes with possessions. Some of us overfill our schedules with obligations. Now, most of us can find reasons for keeping every item we own, and most of us can justify every commitment we have on our calendar. But do these things help us to grow in relationship with God, or do they distract us? Jesus offers us a paradox. If we can learn to let go of things, if we can relinquish control in most situations, it is then that we will be less anxious and more relaxed. But it's really hard to take that risk. The longer that I am a priest in Knoxville, the more things I have competing for my time. But like everyone else, I only have 24 hours in a day. I'm pretty good at meeting my ministry obligations and making time for sleep, meals, prayer, and exercise, but I haven't been doing so well on the day-to-day -day housekeeping and the running of errands. The piles of paper at work and at home are getting higher and higher, and I'm getting more anxious about it. I'm coming to realize that part of the problem is that whenever I have any downtime, I don't make a commitment to enjoy it. I sort of work at cleaning out my inbox, but I sort of daydream at the same time. I don't get much done, but I don't feel very relaxed either. Maybe it's time for me to realize that my schedule is like my shoes. Over the last 20 years, I had somehow forgotten that shoes are supposed to be large enough so that they have extra room at the end beyond the toes. I need to deliberately make space in my calendar, too. I can't add an extra hour to my day, of course, but I can make free time a priority. For the past few weeks, I've been trying to spend at least 30 minutes each evening gardening, watching part of a movie, or reading a book. On the days that I succeed with this plan, I feel better. I may be getting less done, and I may not have control over my paperwork, but surprisingly, I feel less anxious, and I feel more connected with God. It all comes down to faith in God. Or perhaps a better way to say it, it all comes down to trust in God. Jesus tells us that God is pleased to give us the kingdom. All we have to do is stop worrying and let the Holy Spirit take the wheel. It's what the author of Hebrews proclaimed today. By faith, Abraham went out, not knowing where he was to go. He thought the one who had made the promise was trustworthy. Yes, we need to be responsible to those who depend on us. But we also have to be humble enough to recognize that the universe will get along just fine even if we miss a deadline at work, order takeout dinners, and take time to put our feet up. When we can't get everything done on our to-do list, which for most of us is every single day, let's pray that the Holy Spirit guides us so that our priorities reflect our Christian values. 
As Jesus said, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for the Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Or, as one of my spiritual directors told me on the occasion of my ordination, Jesus Christ has already saved the world. All you have to do is gather the people and celebrate it.